there's various signs from the left. Sometimes they put up a sign that says love wins in Coeur d'Alene when the satanic temple intended to march um, and later thought better of it. They were actually kicked out of the march and there were same sex attracted and gender confused and gender defiant people down there. And some people meant to go cause them problems. And there were people holding signs saying you're going to hell. There was a guy who stood next to the people, a misled efforts, holding signs saying you're going to rot in hell. He was holding a sign up that said love hasn't won yet. And he was there with the same sex attracted and gender defiant people. And if you saw that sign that you're going to hell, he makes a good point. Love hasn't won yet. Fact is, though, he wasn't speaking about love. He was speaking about agreement. And Christ's love has won. It will and it has and it will always win. But it's being stolen. Not, not, not that you can steal his love, but it's being stolen from people's ability to feel it. Two things side by side lead me to this conclusion. This is a beautiful video of a man standing outside of an abortion clinic. Are you here for uh, just a checkup? No. What are you here for? Abortion. Okay. Well, I want to let you know we have resources for you. We have people that want to adopt your baby. And we know that at the moment of fertilization, there's a new human being there. So the reason we're here is because we think that all human beings have a right to life. We don't think it's ever okay to kill an innocent human being. But if you look at this image right over here, that's a child that's been killed from abortion. A lot of people don't know that's what the child looks like. They don't know that they have a beating heart at 16 days. They've got hands and limbs and feet and eyes like yours and a nose like yours and, and facial features like yours. You said 16 days. Say that again. 16 days, their heart's beating. There's that. And then there's this. This is a gentleman singing a song he wrote. I won't tell you where he's singing it because it's key to the story. I'll be doing a music review on the whole song. I've my soulmate. You're my best friend. Pardon me. Like breathing, now half of me is there. I don't know anything at all. Yeah, those two things side by side remind me of something that I firmly believe, and that is that Christ's love wins, has won, and will always win. Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Alan's Soaps at Alan's, or Alan's Artisan Soaps at alansoaps.com slash Todd. Partner of the hour. I have uh, some new specials. I had an opportunity to visit with young Alan last week. Uh, he and his dad, John. I've got some new specials and some new things that you can get uh, a bunch of money off. 10% off across their site. This is a guy singing a song that's the oldest story in songdom. Uh, guy wins girl, guy loses girl, guy mourns losing girl. Oldest story in songdom. Using some of the most often used chords <clears throat> in all of, of songdom. Um, strumming them in a way that's been strummed many, many times before with reverb on his voice, although it's natural reverb. It's been used before. And so how is it magic? At least to me. Is it the raw emotion? Uh, is it the vulnerability? Is it the, the voice that God gave him? Is it the sensibilities the Lord gave him? Is it the cadence of the strumming? Or is it the footsteps walking by? I'll do a full song review on this, but I want you to hear this. His name is Damar, and this goes right to my point. Because something's going on with Damar and a woman named uh, 
Alice Tan Randall, and a whole bunch of our other artists. Something's going on. My soulmate, you're my best friend. Pardon me, like breathing. Now half of me is there. I don't know anything at all. Who am I to say you love me? I don't know anything at all. Who am I to say you need me? Color me blue, I'm lost in you. Don't know why I'm still waiting. Many moons have come and gone. Don't know why I'm still searching. I don't know. I don't know if you'd join me in finding it as beautiful as I do. Uh, I find it just just pristine. And that sort of simplicity in song and performance so appeals to me. Such an ugly world. The, you know, the fact that we can see just with a glance at the news, j- just pure ugliness it's a sign that we can also just walk past pure beauty. That guy was singing in a subway in New York city. And at that moment, there weren't many people around and that's not always the case. In fact, there's links where you can buy his songs and I, I, I hope he does well. The people who run Joe Biden want more ugliness. Now they may not see it that way. In fact, many of them don't, they just see it as shut up. And we talked about this first hour, shut up littlings. Shut up, no nothings. We're doing all of this for your own good. Our decision to constrict your food supplies for your own good. Uh, our decision, as is happening, and we'll talk about this in detail tomorrow. I'm going to do a show that's dedicated to Dr. Zelenko, who died. Um, they, <laughs> the, the, the New York City bosses are going to demand that little kids get boosters to go back to school, COVID boosters. Utter ugliness, given what we'll talk about tomorrow and and what these shots are doing. It's inarguable that these shots are murdering people. They're killing people. They're going to cause people to not be able to reproduce. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry for thinking it's part of a plan. I, I apologize for thinking that people who design vaccines couldn't foresee the fact that a leaky vaccine would make the virus worse. Or that's putting the most dangerous portion of the virus, causing your body to produce it, would do bad things. I'm sorry for that. I know that's really weird of me to, to think that people who know that spike proteins are cytotoxins and cause people's bodies to produce and couldn't foresee badness. I'm sorry. That's really awful of me to, to be clear-headed or to be biblical. The, 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 the evil in the world has sought to destroy humanity for a very long time. Biden's people are getting behind a global initiative to replace Christianity with atheism. And this article here I'm reading says it faces GOP backlash. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It faces some Republicans who are willing to stand up to this, who who are going to push back against it, but it certainly does not face a GOP backlash. When was the last time you heard an impassioned speech on behalf of the word of God from a member of the grand old party. I can tell you where I was. I was in Bothell, Washington. I heard it from two people. It was an event we held and we purposely invited Jesse Young and Jim Walsh. We purposely invited them because we knew them to be godly men. And they both gave impassioned statements about the Lord Jesus. This is from the post-millennial. The Biden administration discreetly launched an anti-Christian globalist grant program in April 2021 that was designed to subvert religious practice and instead ensure dissent from religious belief within the context of intersectional identities. Those are quotes. To ensure, quote, dissent from religious belief 
within, quote, the context of intersectional identities. Intersectionality is a tool of ugliness. It is to apportion to people a form of grievance or victimhood and to say, this is you. You are defined by your victimhood. And we're going to define victimhood for you. If you don't have victimhood, we'll find it for you. Because in America, the demand for victimhood is not matched by the supply of victims. So they'll invent new ways to make people victims or cause them to be victims or cause them to believe they're victims. Hence, critical race theory. People who have never been held in slavery, whose, uh, whose ancestors were never held in slavery, have been caused to believe that all their problems stem from slavery, and they need to take money from people who never held slaves and whose ancestors never held slaves. As I've said very, very often, it is a direct replacement of love thy neighbor. It's also the invention of a new sin, a new original sin. Your skin is white. That's your sin. But I didn't do that. Now, you know what? You didn't, you didn't go eat from the, uh, the, the, the tree of the apple of good and evil either, or the knowledge of good and evil. You didn't do that either. Yeah, except that's done by God. You're not God. You're a bunch of, of Marxist theorists. Yeah, same thing in their mind. Same thing. Back to the Pulse Millennial. The program titled DRLFY20, IFR, Promoting and Defending Religious Freedom Inclusive of Atheist, Humanists, and Non-Practicing and Non-Affiliated Individuals, has been called out by you know, some congressional Republicans who've noticed that the Biden's administration defense of religious freedom is now inclusive of distinctly, uh, distinctly a-religious disciplines. According to Fox News, Republican City Commission Chairman Jim Banks of Indiana wrote a letter along with one of 14. Wow, 14 other GOP members to uh, the figurehead Biden and Secretary of State and Tony Blinken regarding the Bureau of Democracy, Human Rights and Labor, DLR's grant program promoting atheism and humanism. In the official letter, Banks noted that atheism is an integral part of the belief system of Marxism and communism, and that Americans rightly discern this as a part of the broader effort on behalf of Biden's administration to promote racial progressive orthodoxy abroad. So 14, wow, 14, sign on to this. That's big, 14. So they're, they're, they're providing money to this. They're not just promoting critical race theory and abortion. Now they're promoting atheism. Now it is Joe Biden's right to, if his brain knows what it is, to promote atheism as an individual. It is not his right to promote it as a government entity. Oh, but that's not a religion. Separation is church and state doesn't work there because that's not a religion. Oh, so a belief opposite of religion is not religion, even though there is no evidence for it in the same way that you could say, although I disagree that there's no scientific evidence for the existence of God. In fact, I'll have that debate with anyone, anywhere, anytime, because there's a whole lot of evidence for it. A whole lot. People believe this with a religious fervor. So what are they trying to do to it? They're trying to disappear it. This is, this is axiomatic of any and all totalitarian regimes. They cannot have competition for authority, so they have to disappear it. This is a woman. Her name is Alice Tan Randall. Uh, I don't know who this actress is. She's apparently the mother of someone who's said to be a famous actress, Gobery Sibidi? I don't know who that is. I guess I should look that up. Probably it's Alice Tan Ridley. And she's singing a song here. It's not one she wrote, but she's singing it. Similar circumstance. She's in a subway in New York singing um, Midnight Train to Georgia. And it's it's infectious. I mean, I, I don't review singers because singing, I think, is so subjective and so self-evident. But I'll review this because I have to legally to be able to play it this way. How is it that this woman is in a subway? Not a, not a sandwich shop, but how is it that this woman is, I don't want to say relegated to singing in the subway. Maybe she likes singing in subways. Maybe she makes a lot of money doing this. There are people who do well, but something's happened to her. Same thing that happened to the previous gentleman. Same thing that's happening to a lot of the artists 
who perform in the subways. By the way, if you've ever been to New York, this is a joy, man. There were street performers in Seattle before they started getting, you know, killed and beat up. And there were some very famous ones. There's a, uh, there's a place at Pike Place Markets um, where you had to sign up weeks, weeks, weeks in advance to be able to play there. Uh, it's down in the steps and it's like you can kind of gather around. It's got good acoustics. It's a joy. Oh, there's a point to this, guys. Promise I'm not confused. I know what the topic is. Christ loves win. Christ's love wins. I know what the topic is. This stuff is right down the middle in my mind. So he's And uh, I wasn't the one who surfaced this. There's a woman on Twitter who tracks these performers and uh, tries to help promote them. And she points out the faces in the crowd. And yeah, truly, uh, as that woman is singing, as Alice Tan Ridley is singing, there are people with the, they're covering their mouths, just astonished at how good she is. And there's a woman, uh, she covers her mouth and she's moved to tears watching this. And it's easy to have happen when you see talent like that and your perception is, wow, you're not paid? Or it's just the guitar case or it's just the tips? I don't know that to be the case with her. And I didn't look. I want to experience this with you in the same way that people experience it in the subway. See, the ugliness that's being installed, this decision to install atheism, it's so easy to believe they're winning. I was listening this morning to my pastor, one of my pastors, Evan, and I didn't get a chance to talk with him afterwards. He's a super unbelievable young pastor. Great. And he made the point that he doesn't feel that we should pray for safety. Because his point was, well, how would you feel if your kid kept coming to you every single day and say, daddy, will you keep me safe? You'd feel, well, of course, I'm, I'm going to keep you safe. You're my child. You're in my home. I'm, I'm going to keep you safe. I'm going to do everything I can. And he was suggesting that Father God might feel the same. If, Look, don't worry. Have you seen the sparrows in the field? I, I clearly I care more about you than they. What I would have said to him is, and I will, Evan, have you seen where our kids go to school? Have, have you seen what the party is doing to kids who go to school? There are people who still don't have their kids out of the government schools. Have you seen the attempts to cause fifth or, or you know kindergartners to believe that they're same-sex attracted or born in the wrong body? So I would have said to him, Evan, with all love and respect, because you are a fantastic pastor, I would ask you to pray. Honestly, we shouldn't pray the armor of God on our kids as they go into schools or into this world. When you have people openly using government money, taxpayer money to insult atheism, to steal from them the actual definition of Christ's love. Now we know the 316 love. So God so loved the only world, the world that he sent his only son. We know that portion of Christ's love. But I was just reading um, in a book about discipleship. Christ spent three years. He was with those guys three years before he announced discipleship. He was teaching them for three years and putting up with them for three years and ministering to them for three years and washing their feet for three years and seeing that they were fed for three years 
in answering the same question in a thousand different ways for three years and dip bit by bit, bit by bit, bit by bit, increasing their responsibility for a period of three years. Jesus did that for three years. And then it was three years in. He said, hey, by the way, um, you're disciples now. That's love. Three years straight living with these guys every day. And then, of course, going to the death of the body for three days. It's being stolen from people. But that love, that's not just, I'm going to give my death to you. I'm not going to, it's not just, just, I'm going to die for you. And I don't mean to minimize that because the death that Christ died was monumentally horrendous. But I'm going to give my life. You know, the Lord was on the, on the earth for a, for a short period of time relative to us. I'm going to give three years of it, 10% of my life to you. And this is being stolen. And it's being replaced with counterfeit. But here's the thing. It cannot be snuffed out. And this is what I want us to remember. China is growing. The church in China is absolutely taking off. The Christian church in China is absolutely taking off. In Iran, in Iraq, it cannot be silenced. Why is that? Because the light shined in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. I read a translation the other day saying the darkness did not understand it. And I sort of like that. Didn't get it. So the beauty of, of a partnership uh, with a company like Allen's, Allen's Artisan Soaps, um, is that everything we're talking about here today, I think is embodied in Allen's Soaps. And I've mentioned this before because it comes from um, the, the, this perspective of love, the love of an earthly father for his earthly son. John is the father of Alan. Alan is the chief soap officer at Allen's Artisan Soaps at allensoaps.com slash Todd. John left his ordinary world being a unbelievably skilled digital marketer, decided to make soaps because his son, as impacted by autism as he is, is not going to be able to work in the world of code and computer code and digital marketing. So John sought out a family to mentor him to become a soap maker. They did that. Three generations of help in this to get these all natural soaps. Here's some updates from this company. Number one, they're in a retail store, a new one in Huntington Beach, California, that's largely, not largely, but that's that's that has a lot to do with us and the momentum we've created at allensoaps.com slash Todd. There's this. There is a new soap. The first one of these was sold in a Herminator subscription plan. That's from us. The only place you can get that is through this show. And that's allensoaps.com slash Todd. It's lilac applewood. And my wife and daughter fell in love with this. There's also pure. This has no scent. If you don't want any scent on your soap at all, pure is now available. So here's what John wrote to me. Whenever we receive a shipment of soap, there'll always be some bars damaged in shipping. These bars are mostly beat up around the edges. Some may be scored across an imprint. Others may be a little bit malformed from handling while the bars were still soft. We call these bars our factory seconds. There's nothing wrong with them. We just can't put them in a retail box and say we wrap them in our sisal pouch, same pouch in the Herminator sub and sell them as factory seconds. We have a limited supply of our lilac applewood factory seconds that are only available to listeners of the show and can only be found at allensoaps.com slash Todd. John writes this. When listeners of the show purchase their new lilac applewood and pure, they'll receive 10% off and a free sisal pouch when they use the coupon code Todd at checkout. Buy one of each or two of, one, of each one uh, for the uh, Todd Herman Show special. So that's allensoaps.com. Oh, inspired by a listener of the show asking how their plumbing business might uh, gift our soaps to new and repeat customers. We came up with the DIY gift pack that comes with 24 soap bars, your choice, 20% off. Are you kidding? Includes 24 hand stamped craft handle single bags with 50 sheets of craft tissue paper. A checkout only options to add 24 sisal pouches or soap pouches. Also 20% off. You can add your business card too. And a thank you note. Love it. Allensoaps.com slash talk. Only place you get that stuff. And you're supporting a company. And this is why I say this is because in young Allen probably couldn't work anywhere else. We'll take these results. We'll show them to other companies and go, hey, we built a national soap brand. Without automating, what are you doing for people? How are you honoring 
the, the fact that all life matters. Stuff is stolen. Let's go through a comparison as we shift gears into how the fact is that the light still shines in the darkness. This, 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 this clip just grabbed me over the week. I said, I need to talk about this. I want us to remember something. I'm begging you to remember something. Please shift your mindset. If we are Bible-believing, number one, Bible-believing, discipled, discipled-making Christians, living life as believers in Christ, that is an active, vibrant faith, we're saved. We stand in a position of victory. What Jesus is asking us to do is to bring others onto the, onto the team. That's our job to be full in this. We need to be disciple-makers. But if we're doing this, we stand in a position of victory. So when we hear things like this, and this, this, this causes me to feel such unbelievable anger at this person. This is self-love. This is self-obsession as I see it. Now, I haven't met this young teacher, but the, the self-obsession is this. This is an adult. Well, no, this is a person in an adult body with a some kind of like 11 or 12 year old fascination with all things sexual and this invention of gender. This is self-love being communicated to young children. It's so easy to become angry. The Lord sees this. We'll talk about it because it's important that people understand that they need to be armed. This is why I wanted to give my feedback to my pastor of saying, um, well, with due respect, and I love you. I would ask you to pray whether or not we should be praying for safety for kids going to schools. Then the anecdote. The anecdote is not signs saying you're going to rot in hell. That's not an anecdote. There's a dear listener to this program, Giraffe Whisperer, who is very, very upset with me, very angry at me that I don't um, th- that I don't like uh, Vladimir Putin. That Vladimir Putin wants to shut down, uh, you know, pride parades. I don't go to pride parades. I pray against them. On the show, we talk about heteronormativity, but we talk about it from a perspective of all in context of sin. That's just one sin. There's so many sins. Why do we need to pick that sin? To say that's the most awful of sins or why does the left need to pick that sin and say this is the sin that you need to be proud of? Well, we know the answer on the left. I don't understand the answer on, on you know, for Christians or why it needs to be that sin that we talk about all the time. So the answer is also not shutting down gay pride parades. Brutality is not the answer. Shut up is not the answer. Don't say things is not the answer. There was never a time that the Lord Jesus said, shut your mouth, shut your hole. Don't talk. You don't, you, you can't say that. You don't, you come outside. Don't you list that. Don't you write that. He never, ever, ever said that. Oh, he had some tough words. Some really tough words for people. You're, you're the son of the devil. You're sons of the devil. Your father was a, a liar and a thief and a murder from the beginning. He didn't hold back. But he didn't go out seeking to call names and to belittle, particularly on the topic of sin, of the least of these. He didn't. Find me Jesus in the red light district with the sign that says you'll rot in hell. And yet I am still angered by this act of self-love from this teacher talking to elementary school Students. In honor of Pride Month, I wanted to share with you some titles with LGBTQ representation. I have a few more books that are in my classroom that I don't have with me currently, so I probably will make a part two later. I'll share with you some of the books I have here now. This book right here is called Julian is a Mermaid. This book is also Hispanic representation. It follows the main character, Julian, who really wants to be a mermaid. And it ends with his abuela accepting him and nourishing his love of mermaids. This is a graphic novel called The Magic Fish. The story follows a queer Vietnamese American kid who breaks language and cultural barriers by using fairy tales to come out to his family. And to teach kids about gender identity and pronouns, we have It Feels Good to Be Yourself, a book about gender identity. And this one right here, a book about pronouns. What are your words? And this book is super cool because it talks about the non-binary spectrum. So... He's featuring a book where a young boy wants to be a, um, a mermaid. You notice in the book, his abuela, his grandma, doesn't say, okay, you're a mermaid. She doesn't say, hey, my grandson was born in the wrong body, uh, so can we go ahead and get a, um, a tail installed on him? And can we put scales on him? 
And could you go ahead and install some gills and some kind of system? Like maybe we could take some fish lungs and put them in there because he was born in the wrong body. He's actually a mermaid. Oh, but Herman, mermaids are made up. They're not real. Right. Exactly. Nor is anyone who says they're born in the wrong body. Cannot happen. Self-love. Self-love and self-obsession. That book that he features there on pronouns has about 60 pronouns. 60 ways to be othered, to other yourself. 60 ways to say to the word of God, you didn't just invent men and women, boys and girls. You you admitted Z's and Z's and days and Fays and we's. Self-love, it's self-aggrandizement. Oh, it's so easy to say they're winning. It's so easy to look at the schools. I mean, I'm to the point of going back to a beloved pastor. This would be the first time, I think, at church where I've sought a pastor out to say, hey, I'm not a criticism. I loved, I loved the sermon, as a matter of fact. I loved it. Um, I just, when you were in the end saying, I don't think we should pray for safety. He was saying for himself. He wasn't being prescriptive. He was saying, this is my opinion. He wasn't saying it's in the Bible. He's saying it's my opinion. They're very clear about that. Evan did a great job of that. But I might sit with him and say, brother, I, pastor, I just ask you, like, really, when kids are being sent into that, that cauldron, you wouldn't pray for their safety? I do. I will continue to pray for their safety if they have to go to in a cauldron like that. I can understand both viewpoints. So it's so easy to seem they've won. But they haven't. I'm going to give you an example of, sh- of, of taking truth wrapped in grace. This was breathtaking to me. This is so unbelievably well done. It's a young man standing outside the fences of an abortion clinic. He interacts with a young woman. You'll love this, I think. I did. I don't want to speak for you. I don't know how people wouldn't love it. The uh, the people at Soda Weight Loss, S-O-T-A weightloss.com, got a call from a family member of mine. I mentioned this last hour and I felt a little bit bad because they said, you know, they found out this this woman is a relative of mine. They said, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Hey, can I tell you something? They, they feel the same way when they get calls from people or get a web form filled out from people who are listeners to this podcast. And let me be eminently clear. They didn't come to me and say, hey, could you introduce me to your biological family? They said, hey, Todd, would you consider introducing us to your listeners? To, and I refer to that as the podcast family because a lot of us, we've been together for nearly a decade, given the radio show and then the time with Rush, God rest him. So I, I look at it as a podcast family. They're going to be just as thrilled when you sign up at sodaweightloss.com. And I go through the, the reasons that people wouldn't do this. You know what I think it boils down to? Fear that it doesn't work. Now tell me I'm wrong. It might be that that might be it. I, and for you, it might be something different, but people who've heard me make this announcement, they know my wife is on the program. Now they know a family member is on the program. It's gotta be, I mean, probably 30, 40, maybe 50 listeners who signed up for Soda Weight Loss at sodaweightloss.com. So why is that? Well, because it, the, the, the message eventually resonated. I'm already sharing with you success letters of people who've lost unwanted fat with soda weight loss. But you know what I think it comes down to for a lot of people is it's going to fail. So let me ask you this. Have you ever gone to a place that's science-based, soda weight loss or healthcare providers? Have you ever gone to a place that says, yeah, let's figure out how much unwanted fat you're going to lose per week. We'll help you figure that out. Have you ever gone to a place that puts themselves on notice? They say to you, if you follow our plan, here's how much weight you should lose on a weekly basis. Fat, two and a half to five pounds. Men, I think it's five. Women, it's two and a half to three and a half pounds per week on their program. And then they invite you to hold them to account saying, wow, you know, I did everything I should have done and this didn't happen for me. They invite that because to help you figure out the puzzle. I think I've shared this before that when I lost 150 pounds and kept it off, I created a hiccup for myself by drinking those ice flavored waters. 
You know what I'm talking about? They come in those slim bottles. They're called ice. I was slurping those like I couldn't believe. And it took someone to pull me aside, a nutritionist, and say, okay, there's your fat. That's why the fat's not coming out of your body right there. She saw me drinking one and said, how many of those are you drinking? I go, oh, I don't know, four or five. She goes, okay. All right, show me on the plan where that's in the plan. Oh, okay. It's sotaweightloss.com, S-O-T-A, weightloss.com. So this is a scene shot through metal bars. And I didn't know it was going to be first. Doing show prep and, and looking at the, uh, you know, the abortion topic. And it's, it's just the bars and there's a young woman and she's way back in the parking lot. So, so you can barely see her. And she starts to walk forward. Um, this guy sort of, he calls to her and she walks towards him and he engages in this unbelievably beautiful conversation. Um, it is truth wrapped in grace. See, non-graceful truth is, hey, if you're committing sexual sin and don't repent, you're going to hell. That's true. That's true. It's not graceful. It's not filled with grace. A grace-filled way to say that might be along the lines of, you know, I've struggled so often with sexual sin. And this is a really scary thing to do. Like to say, gosh, you know, when I was young, I struggled with porn. And that's, that's a form of adultery. And I really struggled with that. It was hard for me to put down. And, and man, I've been in some, some you know, situations uh, at work or whatever, where I find myself you know, looking at a, a female colleague and, and sexualizing her. And that, that's, that's, you know, that's just, just been a real struggle for me. And uh, like, I get it. You know, the body wants what the body wants and, 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 and the mind and, I've had such struggle so mightily and give that to God and ask his help. And he's, he's provided such grace for me because man, I was headed for hell. If I didn't get that stuff under control and repent of that. And, and I'm not saying that, uh, that I'm a cured man. I'm, I still have struggles and, and gosh, you know, I, I, I can't imagine the struggle that you're in, in the same sex attraction. And I just want to let you know, the Lord Jesus loves you so, so much. And he wants you home and there's nothing you've done that this surprises him. He has been, always has been, always will be. He's seen everything. There's nothing you've done where the Lord Jesus is going to go, wow, that's a new one. Sorry, it's not. And so I wonder if our struggles are, are, are the same at all. The, the, the one that I've been through and, and, and struggle less with, but, but still struggle. I wonder if ours is at all the same. Could we talk about it? That might be a way to approach this stuff with grace. See, because God's love is going to win. Christ's love is going to win. It has won. He asks us to promote these things and to approach these things with truth wrapped in grace. So this man does this, this young man outside this abortion clinic. How are you? Are, are you here for uh, just a checkup? No? What are you here for? Abortion. Abortion? Okay. Listen to him. Abortion. Okay. Now, he doesn't say, oh, I love you, and, and hey, let me pray for you. He says, okay. He's doing a brilliant job already off the bat. Okay. And he didn't jump into, oh, so then you want to go to hell. Well, I want to let you know we have resources for you. We have people that want to adopt your baby. And we know that at the moment of fertilization, there's a new human being there. So the reason we're here is because we think that all human beings have a right to life. We don't think it's ever okay to kill an innocent human being. But if you look at this image right over here. Brilliant. And he has this image on his phone ready to go. He, clearly, he's, there's a fence between she and him, so he can't be some kind of physical threat. He doesn't come off that way. But he has the image ready to show her, and then another image. Oh, this is so well done. That's a child that's been killed from abortion. A lot of people don't know that's what... Now, mind you, this isn't up on the sign. This isn't, this isn't torn up babies up on a sign where people can't help but see it. He's contextualized it. He's established this. Hey, I heard you say abortion. You see, I didn't freak out. You know, I might be inside horribly sad and even angry, and yet I'm not going to show that to you because he is viewing her as what? As who? He's viewing her as someone created by God. He's viewing her as someone who's lost. He's viewing her as someone who's been deceived. He's viewing her as God views us. Lost and deceived. 
And man, this is tough to say. He's viewing us as he might view Klaus Schwab. Klaus, you're not me. Klaus, you're lost. And they continue. The child looks like they don't know that they have a beating heart at 16 days. They've got hands and limbs and feet and eyes like yours and a nose like yours and, and facial features like yours. He said 16 days. Mm -hmm. yes. Say that again. 16 days their heart's beating. Is it ever okay to kill an innocent human being? No, it's not. Yeah. There's a place just down the street, actually, that offers all free resources to women. They'll help you up to two, week, two years after the baby's already born. So they'll give you maternity clothes, they'll give you diapers, all kinds of things like that. And they can connect you to people that will uh, give you adoption referrals if you want as well. My baby heartbeat is available right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you went and you got an ultrasound here, they could show you your child and they could show you the heartbeat as well. So I mean, it's not something that I want to do. Like you said, it's fine. Oh, such a beautiful moment. Not something I want to do. Like you said, it's something financial. Do you see this connection? He has shared and now he is connecting. That can't come from signs that say you're going to hell. That's why the Lord Jesus didn't employ that effort. And when he, and when he used language of anger, it was in the face of something far different. It wasn't in the face of the least of these. When he was speaking those things, it was to power brokers and people who in their own mind were bosses of others, the religious technocrats of the day, the bureaucrats of the day, not, not to the lost. There are two things going on. I have yeah. four other kids. So my baby has a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I really don't want to. I don't want to. Except, so whatever, just um, want to do the STD testing and everything. Yeah. Just get on your prenatal vitamins. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I think it's going to be a lifelong regret because I think that if we don't look at both options, especially in regards to this precious human life, and we don't consider both things, I think that's something that's going to weigh, you know, for a long time afterwards. Well, I'm going to go down the street. I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, I appreciate you taking the time to do that. Thanks. God bless you. It's hard to hear there. She says, I'm going to go down the street and talk to these people. He shakes her hand. He says, God bless you. He says, thank you. God bless you. And they touched through the fence. You're going to hell doesn't get you there. Burn in hell doesn't get you there. Rot in hell doesn't get you there. God created Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, doesn't get you there. It's a true fact, but it's not wrapped in grace. Christ's love wins. It has won. It has always won and it will always win. We stand in victory. Do we stand in grace? Do we stand in love? And man, it's hard. Oh, I'm not saying that it's easy. If I showed up at a place and there was some adult reading that perversion to little kids, I'd want to slap it out of his hand. Right? And, and I'd, I want to physically undertake other things. And that's, that's, not, that's not the Lord. Oh, yeah, the music. The music. The dictator of New York City, a city with record high murders, he has a plan. Not only is he going to demand injections, boosters, so-called, of kids, he has another plan. See, his city is absolutely filled with, with, with disorder, but he's got a plan. So what he's going to do is he's going to get rid of the disorder. Yeah. Murders, rapes, assaults, theft, murders of cops. Yeah, he's going to get rid of it. See, he's announced that there's too much disorder in the subway systems. It's not a place for disorder. 
So they've arrested a jazz singer, Jazz Agillo. And he's using that as an opportunity to say that the that there's too much disorder. True. True. So you're going to remove grace? People are, are believing that what he intends to do is to remove the, the, the subway musicians. Sometimes the subways are unbelievably dark places. Increasingly under the party, they've been allowed to become dangerous again. When I first started riding the subways in New York, they were dangerous. When the Giuliani administration was in place, they were clean they were orderly, I think, in, in riding subway trains in New York for twice, you know, two weeks um, a month for a couple of years. I don't think I ever saw any serious acts of disorder. But after, after, everything sort of changed. And so the music I was playing for you, these, these songs... They're the light shining in the darkness. They're not the disorder. Far from it. I don't pretend to know these people's hearts, their connection to the Lord, but I just pretend to say this or, or contend to say this. All around us, Christ's love is winning. As men who don't want to take other jobs, take them. I have a family member who was in a position of going from being a teacher, an academic, running nonprofits, may go work at a shoe store. There's nothing wrong with working at shoe stores. It's not what his education was to buy. I ran into a brother the other day. Brother's been asked to leave his house by his wife. but he's still going to get together with her and the kids on Independence Day. That's not what the brother wants. But it's Christ's love to be with the kids. There's a guy I know who doesn't want to be doing this, but it's where the money's at, so he's traveling around the country fixing medical gear. He's left his, 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 his wife and daughter for periods of time he doesn't want to do. He's left his hobby for times he doesn't want to do, but it's times such as these that he was called to do these things. I have a dear friend of mine, a man of God, who did not want the injections. He refused the, the diktats here, but then he was called to a mission overseas. And he said, yeah, I'll get the injections. And I talked to him and said, brother, you know, these things are poisonous. You know what he told me? He goes, hey, I'm indestructible until God says otherwise, bud. Remember that. Christ's love, winning, winning, winning. And so those songs... Demir's songs. I mean, Eric Roberts, do whatever you want. You're the dictator of New York, but understand this. You can't disappear the lights. My soulmate. You're my best friend. Pardon me like breathing. Now half of me is there. I don't know anything at all. Who am I to say you love me? I don't know anything at all. Who am I to say you need me? Color me blue, I'm lost in you. It's a consistent need of tyranny to snuff out the light. Everywhere you turn or there's someone that is living in Christ's love, you will experience it. You might experience it through an act of giving that you didn't deserve. Well, deserve has nothing to do with it. But we're going to attack the subway musicians? This is what people are seeing in Eric Roberts' plan. There's, there's disorder but you can't snuff out the light. You couldn't snuff out the light of that young man going to the abortion clinic. 
The other day I was feeling down, really down. And I said to God, when, when is this going to be over? When can I go home? <laughs> Next thing I know, I have a brother in need. Right after that, I got a text from another brother thinking of you. Just, no, just thinking of you. See, Christ's love wins. They can't snuff out the light because the darkness, I like that translation. It doesn't understand it. Like the people trying to install tyranny, like Joe Biden trying to install atheism. Oh yeah, they're going to con some people. Like Klaus Schwab, like, like the, the modern atheists screaming ugly words about God, like the, the modern abortionists saying, um, you know, with the words written, not yet human on their very, very pregnant bellies. Yeah, that's going to that's gonna work. That's going to snuff it out. Like the people in the schools perverting the children, that's going to snuff it out. Teaching them to hate their neighbor, that's going to snuff it out. No, it's not. No, it's not. You cannot hide the light from people. You can't. <laughs> Displace some of the light bringers. You cannot snuff out the light. Look at Iran, look at China, or just simply regard the last time you saw or experienced the face of God in the act of kindness of another. Christ's love won and it wins. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and ask today that the Lord Jesus would make his light shine through you.